0: All right. So I know you're going through a lot right now. You got a child pushing up against your ribs and probably making it difficult to breathe. So we're going to do this a little slower pace. Hopefully, you know, you guys don't mind too much, but it'll be more interview style, I think, than anything. So we're going to start with a basic question. What did you want to be when you grew up and what did you do to reach those goals?
1: (laughs) Okay, so um, I think my biggest goal was to be a TV reporter.
0: Okay, like a weather girl or not
1: a weather girl, not big boobs, not big butt. Boring. Weather girl with like the tight dress.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> we don't have any of those goodies. Boring. Here.
0: <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding.
1: Um. So I wanted to be an entertainment television reporter. So if you ever saw Liz Hernandez on E News, um, that's kind of exactly what I wanted to do. But okay. I never really knew what that meant, or I really never knew like, how to get there. I never really knew what I was doing. And I feel like the high school that we went to only us so much for the real world. Um, so when I went to college, um, I kind of felt like I did enough to get by, but I never did anything that helped me work towards my career goal. But nonetheless, I always knew that I wanted to work in entertainment. Um, that's just something that I knew was for me. So sure enough, um, I did take like a couple of film classes in high school. And if you know me, I was very much involved in like dance and theater and you all of that. You were in Pippin. In <laughs> I and I was. still have that photo
0: that I'm definitely going to put no. on blast here.
1: Oh my God. For some reason in high school, I was like the poster girl for all the plays that, that was the we did. the best thing did. Ever. And it's just, like, not good. <laughs> anyway, so I was always involved in that world. I was just always involved in that world. And so after um, high school, obviously, I went to UC Irvine. I've said this, like, a bunch of times. I'm tired of saying that. But I did major in film and media. Zot, zot. And I um, minored What was that one, in...
0: little Delta delta Gammas?
1: That's my sorority. Um, I, I minored in... Um, Spanish, because I was like, if I work in Spanish n- entertainment, whatever, this is going to be good. As the Univision um, weather girl. As the Univision girl, that never happened, clearly. <laughs> well, but now I'm like the host of Hustle & Soul, so, so of, it's no. like, you it's know, if 5% you think about it. there. Um, so yeah, so I went to UC Irvine, studied film and media. Um, I think like halfway through being in college, I kind of realized that like, maybe I didn't go to the best school for what I wanted to do. I was going to say that um,
0: earlier, but I don't want to cut you off because I'm, you know, learning learning my bad habits but though? I want to agree with you on that the de- the yeah. the lack of preparation I think that mm-hmm. we had at Southgate High School and there's nothing wrong like we had some great professors we have some terrible professors but I think in general the curriculum <laughs> terrible. the curriculum no we had some great Mr. <laughs> Lewis was amazing like he was I didn't have him. Uh, oh you fucked up anyways um yeah when you go into college and you experience like where other people from different areas got educations and like they know certain things they know yeah. certain books and you're just like why I don't know I know this? Yeah, I did enough to get by. Like, and I just did enough to get They here. made it seem like it was common knowledge and you feel so like dumb. dumb because you don't know like this book or this story or this person or this mm-hmm. year of this war. And it's just like, was I a terrible student or was I just not prepared for this kind of education? And that's kind of, I think that sucks for what's going on in our community that I think we need to figure out or at least yeah. bring awareness to like let these kids know that they shouldn't like let that slide.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, um I think for me or maybe for a lot of people too, it was just one of those things where like your parents are so like, you need to go to college. And
0: you're first generation too. So a lot of our parents don't even know the stuff that we're learning.
1: Exactly. But not only not only that, but um I think it's like you're just amped and your goal is to just go to college that it's just like I'm gonna pick whatever school feels right. Yeah. And honestly I obviously didn't do like my full on research as to what was going to help me get to my career. It yeah. was just like, I'm just going to go to college for me. I'm going to get out of here mm-hmm. and then I'll figure everything out along the way.
0: So back to UC Irvine. So you took film, film and <coughs> media and <coughs> minored in Spanish. Yeah. And then what else did you do to get you towards, did you do any internships or any type of, I did Programs.
1: so okay so um i worked within the humanities resource center and then i worked as a film projectionist at uci so that sounds like
0: a fancy word for the person that brings in the tv with the, the roll cart it's not, okay. what, I did what, not was, bring what was the, the physical TV. work that you did
1: so basically um professors would come and teach their class okay. and i would have all of the film or whatever they were showing that day and I would project it and I would go and press play and like make sure they were set up and that the class was on time and like all that good stuff. So you were AV? Yeah, I projected the film Barry. So you press play? kind of but sometimes you had to take like the old school no, taste and like that gets confusing right. you know it's like a full-on yeah, job well, barely, i got paid like $10. you can't even work our apple tv paid, at home i can't i can't and it was rough it was one of those things like i would have to show up like an extra five minutes just so i made sure I didn't anybody knows lean
0: cheap. that's a lot i was asking for a lot
1: shut up i got paid like ten dollars an hour it was like one of those like student jobs yeah um, so that's kind of where I started. And then as far as internships, I think it's like actually pretty funny because you got me my first internship.
0: <laughs> Are we naming places? We've worked.
1: I remember, I think it was like my third year of college and I, we were taxed. It was like over summer. I was like, dude, like I'm, I really don't have any internships. Cause you experience. were back home, weren't you? No, I was driving from Irvine. Oh, this goes back to like that damn. whole like crazy story so i had a message june and you were like oh i'm working for like this really cool clothing brand blah 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 and you're doing like all this like Cool marketing, social media stuff, mm-hmm. and like you guys like new celebrities, and we're working with all these athletes, and like all this like cool all stuff, true. which true. is true. Yeah, it's all true. Um, and I remember messaging you, and I was like, I just need something to do, like help me get something to do that's gonna help me get somewhere. Yeah. So sure enough, um, you got me an interview with.
0: You call me the plug of plugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> no nah, I used to work at PD. So I mean, we'll bad. get we'll get. <laughs> We'll get into the story, into yeah. my story, but yeah. So I got you an yeah, internship so at Popular Demand. He'll
1: tell you more about like his little job journey, but um, you got me an inter- internship at Popular Demand. Yeah. And I don't even know like what the official duties were, but we did everything there. We interned. We did everything yeah. there. Um, it was a clothing brand, but. The guy in charge actually put me in charge of, like, social media, like, film stuff. Yeah. So, I was geared more towards that because, obviously, that's what I was studying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun. Like, it was a really fun internship. It was a fun environment for and, sure. And um, I think on paper, it looked really good. So, that helped me get more internships beyond that. Yeah. I also interned at a film production company. It was kind of like a startup. And I got so lucky because this company was in Irvine. Yeah. And I think I was, like, one of the first interns that they hired. Um, it was called Main Street Films, and we actually had some like really cool movies, like one with Jessica Alba, um, one with Haley Seinfeld. She wasn't as like um, well known as she is now. So I don't know who that um, is. Anyway, um, so yeah, I was like a marketing intern there, so we distributed film theatrically into different theaters, and we ran all the marketing campaigns for that. So um, that's actually what like shifted my career too. Because obviously, like, at this point, I hadn't really done anything to get to my TV reporting goal. A lot of professionals that I would talk to would always say, like, being a TV reporter is, like, a struggle. You have to go out of state. Yeah. Um, you really don't have, like, guaranteed pay. And you're, like, con- consistently looking for work. So that was kind of always in the back of my mind, too. Which is why it was easy for me to be steered, like, in a different direction. So I did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And I think I feel like marketing is even, like, a lot of behind yeah. um, the scene stuff, too. But... When I interned at this place called Main Street Films, the um, communications director actually like sat me down and was like, you know what, like you're really good at doing marketing and PR. Like I think um, if we were to hire you, like this is the mm-hmm department that you would fit in and i was like 100 percent agree like that's just if i can get paid (laughs) yeah like that's what i want to do so um the the company ended up going through like stuff as like all a lot of companies do or currently are um so
0: that didn't pan out
1: that didn't pan out there was like no open positions whatever on to the next so after that um i did intern for like smaller production companies so i did also get experience in like Producing um, short films, producing TV, which is not necessarily directed towards like my current career, but again, but you
0: got the experience,
1: yeah, and it just makes you well-rounded um, as a person who is working in the entertainment industry, yeah, too. So that was really fun. And then after ha- working in production, I actually had applied to an internship at Fox Deportes, which is the sister's channel of Fox Sports. Um, and I got an internship as a marketing and publicity intern this um, one
0: was paid though right
1: yeah they were all paid internships okay yeah yeah
0: damn so am I the only one that didn't do an un- well, no PD, pop, was, a, PPD PD is was unpaid, unpaid you know? PD is unpaid for sure
1: and it was probably like the most work yeah. <laughs> Yeah. um yeah pd was unpaid but other than that all of the internships that i i mean ten dollars an hour i think like interns get paid 15 or something I mean, like that i mean now. now yeah which is like crazy because i used to drive so far well first
0: off pd was studio city so you'd go from irvine to studio but I would city carpool with you sometimes remember you'd carpool from here from irvine to southgate to and then we'd go yeah. together
1: yeah to get paid like 10 to 12 dollars well, especially paying gas and like maybe a lunch, maybe. But I do have to say, interning at Fox Deportes has been the most amazing like stepping stone for me in for my sure. career, and like opened up so many doors. So I can never complain about. I think that, that's that's a big that.
0: that's a big takeaway. I think that a lot of people need to realize like even <laughs> yeah. if you're getting paid, if you're not getting paid, I mean obviously you want to get paid, but sometimes the opportunity is worth a lot more than the income. But for, for you, sure. for you, luckily you're you're getting paid even if it was just gas yeah. money. Like it was worth it because you're able to be a in a like. Reputable company. Yeah. Reputable, reputable, Rep- reputable, reputable, reputable. Mm-hmm. In a reputable mm-hmm. company, <laughs> you're able to, you know, shake hands in the room with the right people who are yeah. kind of managing or directing certain things, and it's a bigger industry. And it's, but, sure. but it's also like a tight knit industry. I think That's why as TV, it is. the biggest so. thing is obviously network your ass off. Like, get to know the right people. Shake the right hands, be in the right rooms, go to the right events and do all that because you never know who's going to be where and you never know where you're going to see that person again. If you can put a face to the name, they can put a face to the name to you or name to the face, then you're winning.
1: So like I know working for free sucks and I know being underpaid sucks a lot. And like I've been in that situation many times. So I think it's like work your ass off, be willing to do the work, even if the pay is not immediate, but also know when to stop.
0: Yeah. Know what your end goal is. Like if you, if it's a stepping stone and yeah. as long as you know, it's a stepping stone, yeah. then, you know, hundred percent go for it. But if it's, if it's something that you think you want to take the long run and you're not getting the right income, the right support, yeah. any of that kind of stuff, like it doesn't really make, it's a, it's a dead end.
1: Yeah. And it, I think it depends where you are um, and what situation you're into, yeah, because you, I think like for some internships, like. I'm sure you can relate to this, too, with your jobs. It's like you would go above and beyond, but in the long run, it didn't really work out or it didn't work out in your favor. Yeah. But for me, when I was at Fox Deportes, my mindset was like, whoa, like I'm at a big company. I'm working for people that are badass and that I like and that we get along and I know are trying to help me. Mm So when it comes to any project, I'm going to say yes. Like when it comes to any project, like I will be here before nine and I will be here after whatever time you need me to be here. Just because I know that work specifically is going to benefit me and pay off.
0: Yeah. And I think ultimately, like, yeah, you're you're passionate about what you're doing. You're in the right place and you're actually happy doing what you're doing. So I think that's a big benefit because I think a lot of people go above and beyond and hate their job. And it's like you lose that drive, you lose that motivation. But for you, it worked out.
1: And I think after a while, for those people, too, because I've been there before, I think it's okay to stop and realize that, okay, maybe you do deserve better, and then it's time to move on and... Find something somewhere else. Another thing I want to say is just like be open to everything and just. I got this from my mom actually. My mom always w- told me like if you don't know how to do something, like figure that shit out. Yeah, fake it till and you so, make. It's the
0: fake it till you make it or fake it till you become it. Is yeah, it
1: is. and that's what I did a lot at Fox Deportes because I rem I, I did marketing PR, but the publicist there had a show called Futuros y Leyendas, and we produced this show entirely in house with three people four if you count the editor yeah. so um it was a really cool show we basically did like bi- biographical segments yeah. on different athletes um that were obviously like name drop
0: name drop name drop
1: <laughs> um so we did like gio dos santos you know you probably we heard did of did Gaka, we did just, just a big super soccer uh, star oh my god help me out why can't carlos i remember santana. well carlos santana was a part of our our show we did a, an interview with him too um the, and I'm blanking. So yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders coach uh, and Tom Flores who Tom is like Flores. one of the first I think Latino I can't remember at yeah. this exact time but Latino coach for the Oakland Raiders so basically we would produce an entire sh- show segment um on these different athletes stories I
0: think to t- to like kind of paint a picture of it it's like if you watch which is gonna be a good segment to the next uh career path that you went to it is when you watch um hbo showtime boxing and they give the boxers backstory before the mm-hmm. actual fight and show like where they came from the family um like what they yeah. do to train all that kind of stuff that is the type of series that you created at the Portes, or you were a part of at the portes exactly. and which is funny enough like i said, mentioned that because you ended up after the portes you went to which is a boxing promotions, promotions company, company yeah. which is closely tied with uh golden boy and all those yeah. big names so you were in the in the well, we talked about was before uh, you were like yeah. in the mix of the boxing industry.
1: I did go into boxing. So it's so fu- it's not funny, but because like you said, that's the whole point of networking. Right. You yeah. meet with the right people. You connect with the right people. You do the work and then you get recommended or you get some sort of pay- some sort of payoff from it. So my aunt actually worked at the U.S. Bank Tower mm-hmm. and she knew um, this like big time boxing promoter. And at the time, he was looking for an assistant. So, this is like my first kind of like real job, I think.
0: Yeah. I mentioned yeah. I
1: worked at Nordstrom before, but like, that I. That doesn't would, count. It doesn't count. We've, like, I wouldn't count. We've that all towards, worked retail
0: at some point yeah, in life.
1: Yeah. That's just like, you know, your mean-time job. So, I think this is like my first.
0: Yeah. Cause Deportes real was technically job. an internship. You were paid, but it was mm-hmm. technically an internship. Technically
1: an internship. So, I remember she's like, oh, you're working at Deportes. Or like, they only I was working at, mm. like, fox deportes or whatever so she's like are you still interested in like working at ex- sports and i was like yeah whatever so she got me the interview mm-hmm. um and she was like come in and like do the interview like i've known the man for years whatever he's worked in my building blah, blah, yeah. blah. they were opening their own promotions company and i was like i'm down and it's so funny because so, hold
0: on so for those who don't know like a promotion company is like i think the normal person who doesn't know sports would consider like the money team like what mayweather does like yes that, that exactly. is the type the, of company the that they're creating so, yeah.
1: They um have, t-
0: they have talent fighters, as athletes, yeah. or
1: athletes as their talent and beyond that they also put together the events, so which is all of the boxing fights that you watch mm-hmm. on T V. Someone who worked at the company at the time mm-hmm. called my boss from my internship mm-hmm. Portes, and was right? like from Deportes yeah. and was like, What's this girl all about? This girl was good. (laughs) Yeah. So I got the job.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny because, like, you think when people ask for referrals and it's, like, very professional, but they literally just call and just, like, yo, like, like, tell me the real story about this girl. Yeah, give me the real deal. Is she crazy or not?
1: So that happened. So I got a positive...
0: If you guys hear a Cricket, our windows are open because it's October and it's like 90 degrees.
1: So yeah, so I got a good, gu- I got good feedback from my previous, <laughs> the Cricket, yeah. from my previous boss at Fox this. I ended up getting the job and basically I was an assistant at this company and I won't even talk about like what that entailed because I'm lying, dude. I had been assistant to an actress before.
0: Oh, yeah, you were an assistant yeah, to the actress from the show. What's the show called? I can't say What's the it. show called? Oh, you can't say it? I
1: can't say it, but Dang. it was someone on MTV. So I was actually... One of those MTV,
0: like, scripted show, Not not like a reality show, but like... <laughs> not a reality show. What are the shows that were on around that time? Like Teen Wolf and like all those? Kind of. It's not that one, but... I can't but, name
1: drop, but... Yeah, shoot. so I was actually an assistant to an a- actress before, and
0: so you had, it was you had very ex-
1: interesting. Like, if you see... I was just compared to like the assistants you see on the Kardashians, but probably like not to that extent. It's like extent. Diddy's assistant
0: on <laughs> making of. the band and all yeah, that. Yeah,
1: like when you see assistants on TV, That's like right. it's pretty much what your role is like. like so I won't even, t- yeah, I won't even talk about that. And I try to make that look good on paper. I think I did. Oh, yeah, you got a
0: passport out of it. You had an expedited <laughs> You're so passport. So
1: annoying. I did. Yeah. So there you go. Um. Okay, but. I was an assistant, so like if you ever think that your job sucks or anything like that. It could be worse. Um, no, it can't be worse. Like, I think everybody just goes through those type of jobs. Yeah. But there's always perks to it too. There's so stepping I souls. wouldn't yeah. say like anything negative it's a stepping stone and in the end i think it really ended up being a positive experience i think it
0: shaped you to be somebody who's i think you're very humble like you're able to take
1: i've always been humble though i feel like i've always been humble and like at uci like i worked in the fucking cafeteria at one point like swiping people's cards um so i think i've always been humble so i think i think it's just part of who we are like it's just part of who we are it's like we're willing to do these things because we need to and at the end of the day it's like whatever you got to do to hustle and like make yeah. money like you'll do hustle and soul <laughs> hustle and soul so i was very very involved in like everything and anything and hey, you got to
0: know the fighters too so the fighters knew you on a first name basis and like they still follow you on instagram yeah like
1: we had i had relationships with all the fighters like with all the pr teams um, even like our sponsors, like Corona, like sometimes we'd have to like go help them set up and things yeah. like that. And I was just like in constant communication with people who were very valuable. So yeah. I think that was a very big perk for me. Um, and I still talk to some of the people, like we're in the same
0: circle, somehow. circle.
1: Yeah. And like even going from Deportes to, to this new company, um, it's so funny because when I was at Deportes I would schedule all of the PBC fights like Premier mm-hmm. Boxing Champions fights and we would also work on the con- the press conferences yeah. with a lot of the fights and I remember like going to Staples and doing the exact same thing I did at Ringstar at Deportes yeah. so when I came to this new place it's like oh wait like I know the publicist oh wait like I know what PBC everybody is knew like, that the, and yeah. everybody knew each other because like are you the
0: Arlene from yeah
1: Solver. yeah and everybody knew each other so it's like just a really really small world so So in the end, it's like whatever role you have, like just make the best of it because you can always have another role. Um, People will remember you and you never know down the line who's going to call you and be like, hey, come work for me. Right. And then two weeks later or like a couple like I think one week like into the job, I got into grad school and then I was getting interviews for E-News. Oh, yeah. And I had already accepted the job and I was like. Shattered. Fuck my life
0: yeah because the thing with the e-news thing is it was an interview it wasn't even a guaranteed thing it
1: wasn't even a guaranteed thing. and this other
0: one was already like locked in and, good and pay, I was getting benefits, money, and right. i was
1: getting benefits yeah so i was destroyed because e-news i had all obviously like i just said it no. like i had always wanted to work there and i just felt like i didn't know what to do but at the time like i don't know why i decided to take the job i think it
0: goes back to like you said that's type, type of people we are where you have to hustle and like you have this yeah. opportunity and you can't let that go because you don't have the liberty to just like walk away for
1: sure and then having an internship wouldn't have been as stable as i was at the moment mm-hmm. um so i decided to keep the job because i was already a weekend and i was like also in a weird kind of situation because my aunt had referred me you can't just did and then the yeah. fox that bought this person had like kind of given me giving good feedback on me and i so was like I'm not, yeah, yeah. And i'm not the person that quits like one week into yeah. a job like i just i can't do that but then i decided to go to grad school too which was like because
0: why not insane add crazy something else to your plate.
1: so i did the whole grad school thing while working full-time crazy i cried a lot and then that, that's like around the time we started dating so like I went through it like, you know, all that story. I would drive from work to school at like leave work at six, get to school by seven. I was always late. Yeah. Um, and then get home like at 10 or like leave class at 10 and then go do homework. And it just figure your life out if you want to go to grad school and have a plan. That's all I have to say again i got connected somewhere else to my next job yeah so i enter, i ended up working for another entertainment company where i was also referred to the person from um, to this new entertainment company and I, I actually migrated a little bit and i was a sales co- coordinator
0: yeah you went from interning film related stuff to assistant executive assistant doing a little bit of every, everything and then going into sales
1: and then during grad school, I did teach. I've talked about this before, you so I won't talk it. But that I taught pu- public speaking at um, Cal State LA, so I was a communications teacher. Um, that was a lot of fun. But again, I feel like that kind of like was still like my little loss phase. I didn't know what I was doing, and it was just like this. Just feels right for right now, and I'll figure it out later. Yeah. So then after that, I went to another company called Entertainment One.
0: If you've heard was- of Peppa Pig.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have Peppa Pig. They
0: own Peppa Pig.
1: PJ Masks. Um, the Walking Dead. Like, big movies like they that. They distribute music, too. And like they d- like distribute music. They, a lot of they um, work with Brandy. Russia, yeah. yeah, a lot of that stuff. I was a sales coordinator there, so it was still entertainment, but it was more so, like, selling TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, So when you see things on, like, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, we basically own the rights to certain... Uh, movies and television series, and we would sell them and distribute them to all of these like different partners or platforms, TV channels, and ABC own, all of that good stuff. Again, this this job led me to the, the current job that I have now, which I think is like the biggest role I've had. Yeah, I think um, now throughout you're. My journey.
0: Now, I mean, what's your official title?
1: So, I'm a marketing and sales manager for a film tv distributor so another company like e1 and Mm -hmm.
0: i think this one i remember when you were talking about getting the job i think i told you you this is opportunity to do the things that you've already been doing but since it's a smaller team you're able to kind of lead a team or lead a department or grow within that from the ground up i mean this company's been around for years but they're in like a revamp stage and i think that's kind of what swayed you towards it because there's a lot more opportunity Opportunity. again not really a stepping stone because you're really able to grow within yeah. if you really wanted to and i think that's that's a big benefit of being in that company right now
1: i think entertainment is just like such a big field yeah. industry
0: the the cool thing about the events is that there was an event in miami nappy mm-hmm. right so that's where all like the tv companies and the distributors yeah. distributors and all that kind of mix and mingle and try to yeah. sell catalogs and People from Univision, from the, Mm -hmm. like, they're there. So, like, you see the same people there. People know who, people know you because of your past. Yeah. So, that's a big thing on why networking is so important.
1: Even just at my job, like, as the marketing manager, like, there's so much interaction on a day-to-day basis with all of our partners. And by partners, I do mean people like Amazon, Univision, Telemundo. Like, every television, every place you can watch a film or movie, or, uh, sorry, a movie or TV we're probably talking to and we've probably worked with um so it, it it's amazing and i love it because we've gone to like screenings in miami and you like network with people you meet new people. like people across the country that you just like email every day yeah. but it's so nice to like meet people in person and travel and do all of that stuff and i i i love it i feel like i i don't see myself doing anything else really Hopefully, you know, further down the line, there are more o- opportunities that open up with COVID right now. I feel like everything's a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I definitely think just take advantage of any opportunity that you are given and just make the best out of every situation and work your ass off and you will truly um, eventually get somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: And now on to you.
0: See, that's why I want to start with you, because I think you have the longer version and like you've been around like from tv stuff to sports stuff to teaching to boxing and all that kind of stuff so i think you have i
1: mean it's all the same industry though i feel like it all falls like within entertainment
0: it goes back to Um, networking yeah it goes back
1: to networking but then i think that also shows like how much you can do but i think you can kind of relate a little bit to that too because even though you like own a clothing brand there's more to there yeah. are many different things that come with owning a clothing brand. And I feel like you've tapped into so many different aspects of that. Yeah. Um, that has allowed you to like be more marketable and like have all of these different projects that I always. Wow. Way to hide me <laughs> damn.
0: So when I was younger, my goal and my vision and my dream was to become a radio DJ. I wanted to be on Power 106. I wanted to be DJing. I wanted to be on your fucking radios at five o'clock. All that kind of stuff. That was my like dream job, dream goal. So when I was younger, um, my grandpa was a DJ, and he took <laughs> me. To, he took me to all his whatever parties he booked. He charged like eighty dollars, hundred dollars, I think, at the time. And he would have all like the old school Spanish music. Like people booked him because of his selection. He has a crazy selection, like straight up. And he just didn't know any of the, the trendy stuff, the hip hop, the reggaetons. So he brought me along and he'd pay me like 20 bucks here and there. That kind of gave me, like, oh shit, I can get paid to do this. Like, I just like burning CDs on Napster. Oh and all my god, shit. you used
1: to burn CDs a lot. Yeah,
0: I used to sell ringtones at my house. So I was always into music, always had like the newest stuff. Um, so once I started seeing that, that I can make a little money, I told my dad, like, yo, I really want to be a DJ. I really need this equipment. So we went to downtown LA. I think we spent like $1,000 on credit and we got like some boof ass system that you see like old school Latino DJs that go to the quinceaneras and have these big boom box speakers and dumb equipment. But you know what? It got me started. It got me going. And you know, from there I grew, obviously. I got turntables. I did the whole thing. Uh, I'm just trying to skip through the the fluff. But so yeah, so I started DJing. I did all like the high school uh, junior balls, proms, flyer parties high school events. Every party you can think of in our area, I was probably a part of. I had my set cousin's
1: quinceaneras, my family party. <laughs> Anything that I can
0: grab, I did it. You know, a lot of times I would do it for super cheap. Sometimes i do sets for free. Like, whatever I could just to get my name out there. And it worked. You know, a lot of people knew who I was because me and my buddy Rudy would DJ. Like, me and Skills, like, that's all we would do. Like, we would just take over, like, the city out here. And from there, we started doing, like, clubs. We did, like, any old clubs you can think of in oc hollywood we weren't even 21 at the time i think we we're barely 18 and i remember one time power 106 came to the high school and they were doing like a they bring the team and they play basketball right or something like that yeah, yeah. so dj charisma came with the street team and they had a whole like basketball they the,
1: play against your high school power right. Six
0: comes they play against your high school and whatever so i think that day she forgot her needles for her turntable and she got on the mic she's like yo any real djs out here like What's up? Come That's to the so booth. So crazy. And me and Rudy were like, "Yo, like, we're DJs. We're here." I don't know who else was DJing in high school at the time. So we go to the booth and we're like, "Yo, what's up?" And then she's like, "Oh, do you guys have needles on you?" And I live like f- five minutes from the high school, of uh, my parents' house, and I was like, "Yeah, I got them at home. I can go get them real quick." Yeah. She's like, "Yo, can you do me that?" I forgot my needles. Blah blah. We're like, "Yo," I think this is Rudy's idea. He's like, "If we wish for the needles, you gotta let us DJ for ten minutes." <laughs> and she, I mean, looking back at it now, why the fuck would she be like? I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. So she's like, all right, bet. So we go, we get our needles. Um, We played like the best 10 minutes of our life. Like we were (laughs) scratching and mixing and whatever we could and whatever. Uh, I guess she was impressed and she gave us her card and she's like, yo, call me tomorrow and let's set something up. (laughs) And me and Rudy were like, what the fuck just happened? And so we call, I call because Rudy was like, he was a talent, but he was never like, business savvy at the time yeah, yeah. he wouldn't know like how to talk to people like that yeah, that was kind of he was just super talented so i call or i text charisma whatever it was and then she's like cool come to the station on thursday there's a tryout spot you guys, can you guys are both dope like come by and i was like perfect like do we need to bring anything blah 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 she's like nothing you can just bring your id da." she's like you both are 18 right and at the time, I was 17 and Rudy was 18, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> so. She, so I was like, "Yo, like here's, here's a rundown. Like I'm am 17, Rudy's 18, because I think he was born like '91 or December or something like that." Same. And I was just a couple of months younger, and she's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, you got to be 18. So tell your boy to come and blah blah." Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck." Heart shattered. Was crushed. <laughs> but I was like, "Whatever," you know. So Rudy ended up going. He got the long story short, he got the gig. He started yeah. working at Power, did the whole street team, did his whole journey with them and all yeah. that kind of stuff um so i was like fuck like you know what i can't do this but i also experienced the journey with rudy you know i would help him Mm -hmm. out a lot i'd be at all the events and you know i networked with all the people that he was with too so it's kind of like we were both in the same yeah space just that he had the title and i think that kind of made me realize like yo like he's my my right-hand man at the time so Mm -hmm. i was like yo like do your thing bro like you you go you blow up whatever let me be behind the scenes let me like I'll still network. I'll still meet the right people. I'll still shake hands. I'll still be at the events. I'll figure out how to finesse my way in there. And that's when I started liking the behind the scenes part of everything and like the business side of things. I think you can see that. So I, you know, this is straight out of high school. I went to college, really pursued the DJ stuff. I started taking classes in marketing and communications and, you know, seeing what it took to be more of a behind the scenes in radio, like the program directors or sponsorship, whatever it was. So, but in doing all that, I needed to make money. So I did the whole same thing. I didn't I somebody did retail. <laughs> and then I started interning at Popper Demand, which is a clothing brand. Yeah. So while I was DJing, I was still interning. Um, Cause this brand at the time, they were like the cool guys. They were at, they were in the clubs. They were the loud ones. They were at the tables, yeah. they did all that stuff. And it fit in line with my DJ lifestyle. Yeah. So I was like, yo, let me like, I'll intern, fuck it
1: and it was a cool it was a really cool place to network. work
0: it was a stepping stone cool first looking yeah. back at it and I, I don't knock it for what i got mm-hmm. out of it um
1: and you were involved in a lot of big projects like i was just an intern there like you actually worked there for a while
0: yeah i mean when i interned i think the company was like nine months old like they were just starting but they, yeah, yeah. they had just blew up all over hollywood and they were like the but thing t-
1: talk about the projects that you did there i think that's like sorry pretty cool. if
0: i can remember i know oh, actually yeah i do so i mean they opened up a store in fairfax i was managing the store at the time diddy came by we had yg come by common i introduced common on stage at our event um it was a lot it was just like
1: and i would always be in irvine like
0: fuck yeah (laughs) i mean there was so cool there was a lot more behind the scenes i mean i started like in the warehouse just shipping stuff out Mm -hmm. i was an intern so i was like going to ralph's and picking up waters for the office you know i
1: (laughs) off my gas i took the
0: owner's car to get washed and get his windows tinted you know whatever was thrown out my way i did it and then i ended up just being a fly on the wall and like i guess they liked me around they gave Mm -hmm. me a full-time position the first time around like i don't know what the position was i was kind of like a liaison in a sense like if somebody was in town i had to figure out Mm -hmm. where they were like if it was a dj where are they spinning at what are they doing where they Mm -hmm. staying at how can we connect with them how can we get them product um, but at that time, there was no real like influencer marketing mm-hmm. thing yet. It was and, just trying to. Grow. And that's kind of what I think it was at the time. It was it was before its time, so it just wasn't making sense. So they, they actually let me go. Yeah. And I was. This
1: like, is a kind of a cool story too. But yeah. At the time, it was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then like the whole comeback thing was pretty cool. So too. they
0: they let me go and whatever whatever. I forgot what I did in the meantime, and I remember they opened up a Fairfax store and they had we were looking for sales reps and i was mm-hmm. like fuck it i work retail and like i know these guys so i submitted an applicant a resume i submitted a cover letter and mm-hmm. i applied like anyone else mm-hmm. and then i remember i think the owner thought that was cool yeah it was like you could easily hit my line and be like yo like what's up but you actually applied like anyone else yeah, didn't yeah. ask for anything and they gave me the opportunity to go work at the store and then from the store i started work i started managing the store from that i was managing the store and Um, doing some marketing stuff with the marketing director there and just dabbing my hand in everything yeah so um and
1: it was also kind of like a smaller company it was super small it was like run run by a little bit of people less than 10 people so
0: i mean my current business partner was there also so like we did everything from like production Mm -hmm. to visuals to marketing to social media to seeding product to networking hosting events being at events everything you could think of it was more than a clothing brand i think and that's kind of what kind of molded me to where i am today but anyways with being there for so long i think i was there for a couple years like three four years maybe um the brand itself was going in a different direction the product wasn't developing where i wanted it to be like you want to be somewhere where you can feel proud wearing the stuff that they were doing and i think at that time they were focusing on wholesale so like the designs were shifted towards like zoomies Mm -hmm. the foot actions the trendy stuff like t-shirts whatever I was more I was growing up, so I wanted like flannels. I wanted yeah. cool cool things that were that were coming up and like they just didn't provide that.
1: And I think also like when you work for a company for so long, um, I don't want to say like you get frustrated by like the same situation, but there's always like I think me and you are both like on the same page where we're like we know when certain things can be better or yeah. we know when like how to make things grow, but then everybody's just not on board or yeah. there's certain things that like keep you back from at it. At the end of the th- day,
0: you're an employee. Mm-hmm. So you, and it
1: makes you frustrated as an employee because you have like, so many
0: ideas. Yeah I, remember, yeah. I remember at the time like Facebook ads were becoming a thing and I was like, yo, we need to be on Facebook ads. But the owner didn't want to see that perception of very salesy. Like he was very mm-hmm. like, we're the cool guys on the block and like, we can't have that like mm-hmm. negative. And th- th- If we would have done that back then, like the company would have been 10 times as big because it was in the beginning phases when it was easy to to enter the market. But whatever. So long story short, I quit and I started Sworn was.
1: It was meant to be. I think so. You were meant to quit, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a long time coming. Like, you know, it was Mm -hmm. just you're unhappy in certain places and like the people were amazing. The environment was cool, but just, you know, you can only take so much of the same stuff over and over. Yeah um but again i don't discredit what i learned there like, you know it was an amazing opportunity amazing people mm-hmm. that i worked with um and i took those talents elsewhere
1: wait can you please just like 30 seconds about your one day job
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just 30 seconds I remember, all right we'll make this quick I'm trying, I'm trying to make my
0: part shorter than yours
1: <laughs> it's because it's good so
0: when i quit i didn't have a fucking plan i didn't have any I, didn't. I had like two thousand dollars saved up yeah. if that because at the same time, I was I was getting paid little. I was commuting from, I was going to school at Costa Long Beach. So I was going to the Long Beach to Southgate to Studio City and back and doing the whole circuit because I was a full-time yeah. student. So I was basically just getting paid in gas money and food. And I wasn't really saving anything. And your
1: Camaro wasted gas like crazy.
0: I had a Camaro payment because I thought I was a cool guy. I don't know, <laughs> man. It was, it was dumb. But so once I quit, I was like, i stood for a couple weeks and i was like well i should probably get some money coming in and like the dj stuff is is cool but it's not making it's not making me what i yeah. needed to make it's not a full-time job yet so i applied everywhere <laughs> and the first thing that landed was a suit company yeah and they were looking for somebody to do like e- it was
1: in studio city too because i was working there no it was, it was in far like
0: century city you're like somewhere out by the four or yeah, five yeah, right. and i don't know my it direction. was like a e-commerce something super entry level <laughs> and i was like i had experience in design and website development I, I was super overqualified and the guy's like you know it's like 13 an hour and you're probably just gonna be here in the store like selling suits and i was like you know what fuck it like i'll take anything i need some yeah. money so i went and first off you the,
1: texted me that morning you're like fuck this drive the and drive I was, like, was dude, i do that terrible. drive every day i, know how I had to take the four feel. or five it was
0: terrible <laughs> i get there it's a deadass suit company like <laughs> boring like the people that work there, like older like yeah i don't know what ethnicity they were i want to say something middle eastern so there was like a barrier in like culture yeah. and after lunch I, I think at lunchtime i realized i'm gonna quit like this is yeah I probably, you texted me saying like, i was like is, i can't do it i was like i'm probably not gonna come back after lunch and i was like you know what man like this isn't for me like it's not gonna work out blah blah, blah. like i appreciate the opportunity da, 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 da. yeah and then he kind of didn't know what to say. And then he's like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. And then his dad, who owned the business, called me. And then he's like, oh, my son tells me that you don't want to work for us no more. <laughs> da, 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 da. He's like, is it the pay? We can raise your pay for two more dollars. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, you know what, man? Like, it's just not for me. Da, da, da. <laughs> he's like, I know you're overqualified, but we think we can grow with you. And I was like, nah, man, this ain't it. Like, I yeah. didn't last a day.
1: Yeah. But I think that also goes to show, like, something we are talking about earlier. It's like, follow your instinct. And, like, you kind of know, right? It's like if you wanted to give that job a try for a week like you could have, but like I the knew, day, it, wasn't gonna go I knew
0: it wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't passionate. It was a cash grab. And if that yeah. it wasn't even much cash to begin with. So I thugged it out again. I kept applying. And I remember I was at like my bottom dollar like i didn't know how i was gonna pay my car mm-hmm. i didn't know how to We've my all phone been bill. There. We've but all it was been like there. i i personally had never been there because yeah. i I'd always dj i always sold like ringtones like i figured yeah. out how to make money so for me to be at that bottom bottom like i didn't know what to do like yeah. i was i was borderline like i didn't know what the fuck i was gonna do yeah so by the glory of God, I got a fucking call back from somebody. And yeah. it was a women's clothing brand. And they were like, yo, we're looking for somebody to do our Shopify store. Yeah. And I was like, bro, that's my bread and butter. I can build a Shopify stores in a day. Like, yeah, let's go. I interviewed the guys were super fucking cool. They knew about like the streetwear culture. They knew about fair. They lived like near Fairfax. Yeah. Um, There were some Jewish guys, super trendy. One of the guys was like actually a singer for the Whalers. Like their <laughs> family has like crazy connections and fashion and import X, whatever the fuck. So I got the <laughs> job and I was their e commerce marketing manager. So I handled yeah. the websites, I handled uh their ads, Google ads, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, they promised me like, you know, the pay is gonna be little, there's no benefits, but you know, we can pay you with like if the sales go up, like we'll mm-hmm. give you bonuses and da da da. Sold me the dream. Cool, let's go for it. So I was there for like a year. I did way more than I thought I was supposed to. I figured out how to set up their whole ad situation they got more sales but their business model just wasn't working for what mm-hmm. things were transitioning people were no longer doing like retail like yeah. little stores were closing like they needed to go direct to consumer and i was trying to tell them that but their whole business model their whole like tradition was selling to these little stores yeah and that wasn't panning out and i wasn't getting the bonuses that i thought i was gonna get yeah. and i tried a couple times with them like you know i had the conversations like yo like this is not where i want to be at full time like this is not gonna work out for mm-hmm. me Da da da. And they were super flexible. They're like, "Yo, if you need to come in late someday, if you need to work from home from day, like they were mm-hmm. super like, we want to make sure you're happy. Like, mm-hmm. do whatever you got to do. We'll be here." And
1: but they never like give up their dollars, and that yeah. happens a lot. Yeah, they never <laughs> wanted
0: to pay a little more for what you were worth mm-hmm. for what you were doing, because I was getting paid an entry level position price for a lot A of management position, like yeah. running Facebook ads, running um your whole e-commerce site, all that kind of stuff. So, but I use that to my advantage. Like while I was working there, I was building Sworn and I was still making some money while I was developing. Yeah,
1: You had a full time job and after your full time, you did like my grad school thing, but with the business, like you did a nine to five and then you guys had meetings like at Starbucks, like till like whenever Starbucks closed.
0: Yeah. And we we didn't have an office space and it was still like a passion project. I had the warehouse in my bedroom. Like we shipped orders from there. Like Mm -hmm. we just figured it out. Yeah. and it was me and like three two other guys at the time or three other guys at the time I think I don't remember and um, so again i used th- that job as a stepping stone i used it as income i used it to finance mm-hmm. my life and um, from there
1: you always wanted to quit and do sworn.
0: i always wanted to quit like i i realized like you know i couldn't be at these events these music video shoots these networking events cuz i had a data mm-hmm. j- day job and there was times like celebra- or people that were in connection with celebrities that were in town, like, yo, let's grab lunch, let's mm-hmm. grab coffee, whatever. And I couldn't because I was at, f- at a physical job. Yeah. So that was frustrating. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all out. And I told my other business part of the time, too. I was like, bro, like, if you leave your job, I'll leave my job. Mm-hmm. And let's just go fucking.
1: You were shedding it for a little bit. And I was like, you have to do it yeah Uh, i mean it's scary
0: like you don't have a like a savings account that's like big enough to like survive your life like you don't know what you're gonna do but you just roll the dice and you figure out like i'll i'll make it happen yeah so i told him like yo bro once you quit let me know i'll put my two weeks in and let's go we'll find a little office somewhere and like we'll put our heads Mm -hmm. in the game and like this is what we're gonna do so sure enough he was fed up with his job too Yeah. put in his two weeks i put in mine and we were out so we we left our jobs we got a small little office in downtown LA. It actually was was an expensive office more than what we needed. It was at the WeWork Tower in the gas building Mm -hmm. on 5th Street next to the US Bank Tower next to your aunt where she worked at. Next to where you worked at actually. Yeah, we worked together. So we were neighbors. We carpooled again. Funny how that always works out. So cute. So... It was cool. It was a place just to get our heads in the game and to kind of just, it was kind of a flex. So we had meetings there. We had people come over and it was like meetings at the bank tower or at the gas yes tower sir. on 5th Street and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a good time. It helped us, you know, kind of really get our heads in the game. But it was just unnecessary because the warehouse was still in my bedroom. So yeah. we'd work all day and then we'd go, I'd go home and I'd pack orders and like it was just n- endless, never disconnect. So we were there for like about a year and then we decided you know what it's time to like look elsewhere we looked at downtown and everywhere was crazy for like a creative space warehousing space
1: and then the parking situation is crazy the and parking downtown. was
0: expensive so you know i think this spot that we're at now currently just kind of landed on our lap we weren't even going to look at it because of the space it's in bell gardens and we're just mm-hmm. like that doesn't sound like appealing at all you'll yeah. never have people show up there like why would anybody go there but then we kind of like shifted our mental and it was like it was less about impressing people because I think at PD, that was one thing that was instilled with us. It's like, all oh, our office is in, on, near Coenga and Highland, yeah. and it's near Hollywood and like all that. It's a really that. nice studio. And so it was a flex. But with us, it kind of became more important to be functional than to be a flex. So we didn't care about the space, uh, where it was located at. So we went to go visit it. Spot was great. Good size, good parking right off the freeway. Roll-up door so you can bring in pallets of stuff. There was no problems. And um, prices. prices way better than what we were paying in downtown Mm -hmm. so we locked it in and we've been there since you know we built it from the ground up we actually built the walls that are there shelving all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so we made it our home and it's been a great space for us um and it's allowed us to kind of grow as a business grow as people let us be creative and everything that we've learned with sworn has allowed me and my business partner jerry to develop another company called Premier group so with Premier group we basically help Businesses, brands, um, a lot more restaurants than anything, actually, which is funny, um, develop their whole branding, visuals, web presence, marketing strategies, everything from the ground up. And we've been doing that for a while. Um, I still, before COVID, I would DJ. So just finding all these different streams of income because people see when you have a brand and they think like, oh, you must be rolling in the dough because you're out here, you know, making crazy orders. But what people don't fail to realize is that a lot of times we don't pay ourselves that we really reinvest ourselves into our business. Like everything that we make, we put it back in the business because otherwise, what's the point of taking out all the profit if if it nothing else is guaranteed, you can't pay for your production next month. So we definitely hustled our asses off for like a good good while and like people I think don't realize that or wonder like why how can you survive if you don't pay yourself? But the business was paying for all the overhead. So rent, utilities, product marketing expenses that that shit was covered so we had really nothing to worry about other than just like how to eat yeah and that's kind of why we we hustled and we figured out these extra streams of income and other business moves and all that kind of stuff so i think that's always been instilled in myself and my partners it's kind of like the hunger for more yeah so um that's kind of where we've been at for the past couple years and you know we're on year five now and again we're not i don't think i'm anywhere near where i want to be at but I know that I have to keep going because of the trajectory that we've been on and the, where we, how we've grown so fast and from where we started to where we're at now. I know there's a lot more room for improvement, a lot more room for growth. And it's just one of those things you kind of got to like bite the bullet for a while and then one day it's going to all pay off. Yeah. And I think that's something that I think I want to help other people realize too. Like It's not going to be an immediate fucking you hit the lottery. Like It's not going to work that way. As long as you hustle and you, you're able and you're willing to like eat dirt for a while, you're going to end up eating the fruits of your labor soon enough.
1: And I think one cool thing about you is um, you actually get to like peep and like pan out your path. Yeah. Um, whereas opposed to someone who works like at a company like really doesn't get to do that. You just kind of have to go with everyone's flow. Yeah. But with that, like where do you see sworn in like the next three years?
0: It's crazy. Like I, I've, I don't know. Like because the way the brand has been able to grow with us as individuals, as the mm-hmm. owners. Um, where before the other company worked that we, were, we didn't really have much to say. We were just kind of the worker bees. Yeah. So here we're actually able to you know if trend, trends changes or our personal preferences changes or let's say one day I want to make a fucking flannel with like a Sherpa lining, like we can go ahead and do that as long yeah. as all of us agree and think it makes sense and it's on the vision for the brand like let's do it. So I definitely see us growing uh, into a better category space into a more elevated men'swear. Um, price points will change because everything will ch- everything will upgrade and i, I want to yeah. see sworn being more than you know just t-shirts because that's i think we've outgrown that i think yeah. people, people no, for sure people don't know what's for t-shirts because that's not and like
1: i think like even if it's just like still your basics like hats and yeah. t-shirts everything that you guys have done has it's quality fully made. grown yeah yeah
0: i think we, we give it the same love that any italian luxury brand will give their product we just mm-hmm. do that shit domestically or we figure out how to make it happen here
1: i think one thing i want to highlight because i think it's something like i'm proud of and that like your team should be proud of and that other people can't happen to notice and i think they think it's cool and i know our family like for them like it's a big deal too because all of these like cool celebrities or athletes have worn your (laughs) stuff um and it's not even to flex it's flex it's more of like an inspiring point of view because I feel like things like this for people from our community are just like never re- never really happen or seem so far from being yeah. attainable. So, um, why don't you talk about that a little bit because it's kind of cool.
0: So, you're asking who's worn our stuff notably?
1: Yeah, I mean, we all know, but like, yeah, tell us a little bit about
0: that. I mean, I, I honestly don't know like a list, but I know the person that I think the m- majority of the people our peers know us for is Maluma. But... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that
1: i tried to do his baby thing i'm,
0: gonna, I'm not gonna edit that out
1: you're a dick
0: um so yeah, so yeah. We, we, my limits were our stuff a lot and that
1: was epic and because and it was like during the time that he, he was, was promoting his album up. yeah he was promoting
0: fame and i remember yeah. um seeing him wear our and it was a really dope hoodie too it was uh like
1: He's worn a lot of stuff, dude.
0: He's worn it. It's funny because like everything we gave him, he literally wore it back to back yeah. to back to back to back. And
1: back. I love it because a lot of people send you the stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> so sometimes like our family will send it or like friends will send it. We're
0: just like, like oh, yo, is this your stuff? Cool. And it's funny because yeah. people, yeah, people like now they're like, oh, like that's my Luma's brand or like you're, you, you're wearing that because you want to be like Maluma now. Like it's <laughs> kind of like within my close circle, people like are, are associating us with Maluma, and it's kind of yeah. funny. Um, other notable people that I can think of off top uh, Bryson Tiller wore mm-hmm. our stuff um, Roger Saffle from the LA Rams now the, the Tennessee Titans um, I'm blanking out but it's a lot That's of other celebrities good. a lot of other athletes a lot of athletes actually we ha- we gifted yeah. stuff to Alex Caruso before he became Caruso <laughs> and you know we built that relationship before all the fame and stuff so you know we try to develop organic relationships whether yeah. it's with the person directly or with their stylist with their publicist with their assistants because we know that's a better approach than just trying to reach out, trying to DM Chris yeah. Brown directly and be like, yo, what's up, bro?
1: But sometimes people reach out to you guys, like, even if it's just, like, not, like, Oh, yeah, Joel Santana. People. Yeah. Jewel like, Santana
0: Joel DM'd Santana. us, and he was just like, yo, I need that. Like, he gives, like, a screenshot of everything. And he's like, yeah. I need all that. Or,
1: like, big YouTubers or influencers, they'll be like, wait, like, this is fire. Yeah, that's true. You know, we do have a lot yeah. of, a big
0: list of influencers from uh, YouTube and all that kind of stuff that I forgot to mention. Sorry. But, yeah, I mean, that's been cool it's been great to see it's it's dope social proof so now when we talk about the brand people like oh Mm -hmm. i've seen it before somewhere Mm -hmm. and whether it's a whether it's a maluma or whoever like now they they Mm -hmm. can put somebody notable to the brand and it gives us a little more i guess validity yeah i mean not that we not that we were looking for that but it definitely helps Mm -hmm. I, i can't lie that it doesn't help but yeah, so if you're wondering how we got to Maluma, I'm not gonna tell you shit. Figure that shit out. <laughs> um, nah, he's good people, and this team is good people. Yeah, and but it yeah.
1: goes back to like building relationships and just networking because
0: yeah, I mean building relationships, networking, see like those things open doors like that yeah. like getting stuff to product getting product mm-hmm. to celebrities getting it to the right people getting into the shit.
1: sometimes it's like even just your work like the good product like does its own job
0: yeah and you know i have i have trouble with that because i always want to like showcase everything i do behind the scenes on instagram stories and stuff mm-hmm. like that but there's so much that gets done that i forget to like document it or sometimes when i when i document it it's like it doesn't showcase everything and i wish mm-hmm. i could figure out how to do that better but that's something on my of my goals for next year i guess do you
1: ever feel weird about feeling like you're showing off because 100 100 it's it, weird
0: it, and i know my business partners they they also kind of are in between all it's that kind of stuff It's a weird
1: thing too. because i feel like obviously you as a person and you as like an independent person yeah. like you have to showcase your work in order to get more work right or yeah. like by me to sh- establish yourself by me
0: showing that let's say for the simplest example by me showing that i yeah. make clothes somebody can see that and be like oh he makes clothes like i have this artist that needs yeah. merch for his tour like let's connect with him and maybe yeah. i don't print myself directly but i can figure it out i build yeah. that relationship and that can go to something even bigger maybe it's a collaboration with an mm-hmm. artist like a maluma or whatever so it's kind of like it's a double-edged sword because i don't want to seem like i'm showing off because that's not where my yeah. intentions are but I do know that by showcasing this this work, people can see it. People can gravitate towards it. People can now familiarize your, myself with that yeah. work. And potentially, even if it just inspires somebody else, like a kid like me yeah, from yeah. this city, like if it helps them figure mm-hmm. out, like, yo, like he looks just like me. He's from Southgate. He went to get High, like, and he got shit to so-and-so. Like, mm-hmm. that shit is also very, yeah. like, it, it drives me.
1: Yeah. No, for me, it's weird, too, because sometimes it's like when we go on, like, my work trips and things like that. Um, part of me, I was like, this is cool. Like I want to share it with yeah. the world. But then part of me is like, people are going to be like, this bitch is just cocky. i like, a PJ. Yeah.
0: Drinking champagne.
1: <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, it sucks so bad because you don't want to be that person and you don't want to come off that way. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you're working your ass off to put yourself yeah. in that situation. So part of it, Part of me is it's like, don't we deserve this?
0: Yeah, I have my days where I'm just like, fuck you it know? up, I'll post it all up. And me too. I don't care. Like, and then
1: other days, and it's funny because sometimes I'm so stupid, but I'll, I'll be asleep at night and I'd be like, should I delete that? Like, it's like two in the funny. morning. Fucking and it's just like media, so man. dumb. All right, so I think we'll end this with advice. And we should both say what advice we would give to our younger selves or to other people in our community. I think part of you knows, has to know what you want to do because I'm coming from this. Like, if I were speaking to my little cousins who I love, and like a lot of them don't
0: know what they want to do, they go into college uh, undeclared or.
1: Yeah, and I think for us, um, something that's heavily focused or emphasized as we grow up is like go to college. Mm -hmm. When you go to college, you have to have somewhat of a plan because. Otherwise, you're going to waste years of your life that are very valuable. And granted, like some people just go because they want financial aid, which is like, cool, you know, like take advantage of that because we're also going to get get free money. Yeah, I am totally for like delaying college um, until you figure out what you want to do. Like sometimes I do wish I would have gone like later in life just because I feel like I would have been a little bit more. more responsible, experienced more and like had had a better sense of how to get to where I wanted want it to be
0: and don't knock community college like if, yeah. if you have a job and community college and if you know what you want to yeah. do community college can be an even better yeah. route because you're yeah. taking the courses that you really want yeah. to learn
1: and i think it's hard for us to understand that or be able to it's hard for that like our parents because of our parents and most of the time we feel guilty and it's like oh my god like i have to go to this accredited like, for you yeah. for your univer uh, for your university to like make my parents happy because that was their goal or that was their dream but at the end of the, the day you have to realize like this is your life and this is your dream you and, don't get like, a second chance you don't get a second chance and sometimes it's not about making them happy because like this is your life and yeah. you rather optimize your opportunities um with what you have as much as you can and live your life <laughs> independently because that will give guarantee you more success in the end. Something I regret not doing is studying abroad. Yeah. If I can go back, I would definitely study abroad. Um, if you do decide to go to college, like study abroad, take advantage of those opportunities. I know a lot of the times there are grants, and th- there's really like no better experience. And I think when you are going to get hired or when you're going to interview interviews like that really speaks volumes. Like having. Yeah. Um, experience at an international level, which again, like if I and I've heard this from actual people who have hired at big companies, too. So that's one thing I definitely regret. And if I can go back in time, I would definitely study abroad. And then as a woman, I work in entertainment. And sadly, like, you know, when you watch TV shows, and you see all of, like, the discrimination to women. You still see, like, racism. Um, One example I can think of right now is the morning show on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Or I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head. But we, we've all seen, like, the Harvey Weinstein stuff. And we see things like that, like, on the news and stuff. Like, yeah. sadly, I have experienced, like, similar things firsthand. Mm-hmm. So just know, like... I don't know, like follow your instinct. And for women, unfortunately, it is like a little bit harder of a work experience and just to be like in the industry and working with other people. And sadly, like we still go through things, but just like be a badass. And I think one day I'm still waiting to get to that point. But I think one day we will all be at the point where no one can tell you shit yeah, and you're able to clap back.
0: Get to the point where you don't have to introduce yourself in a room.
1: Yeah, that too.
0: I mean, so the biggest thing I would, I keep telling a lot of people, like anybody that asked me as far as advice is like, yo, just intern, like get, the, get as much experience as you can in any field and every field as possible. Cause you never know what you're going to like, you know, you can start by thinking you want to be a radio DJ, but until you actually intern at a radio company, you see the politics behind it and you're like, yo, this isn't for me, mm-hmm. but you like the marketing side. You like the sales side, like the advertising side. Like you don't know until you get your feet wet. So I think the biggest thing is be open to different opportunity mm-hmm. and just like uh, intern, apply, like, Travel like, you know, ex- see different things outside of your normal circle, because otherwise you're going to be so close minded and, and think there's only one mm-hmm. clear path to success, quote unquote, that you don't see that there's other roads to that same goal at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So I think big thing just intern, uh, be open minded, network, you know, build that relationship with as many people as possible. Find yourself a mentor if possible. I wish that's something that I would have done. Yes um and just you know build relationships this is important yeah. and then as much as i keep repeating it just build those relationships and even if yeah. it's like if you want to ask arlene a question like yo, just shoot her a dm shoot her an email if you want to ask me a question i will for
1: respond it. <laughs> yeah we both will um, respond
0: that's because i i really wish like i had people like that growing up in southgate high school and yeah. like all that kind of stuff like i just didn't see that as important yeah until later in life and now i value that a lot more um, i
1: want to jump in there just a little bit too because um, I think something that was very beneficial to me is that all of the people that happened to be my bosses and or mentors were all Latinos, whether it was a female or male. Um, and coincidentally, two of them were actually from a neighboring city, which is Huntington Park. Yeah. So for me, that was super inspiring because I saw people at a very high level that Engaged, actually engaged with me, and mm-hmm. to engage with people like at a high level, it is, you'll find is kind of difficult. Yeah. Um. So for me, that was very inspiring, and for me, it's like I see someone that looks at me like me, that talks like me, that whose accent sometimes slips out, yeah. that comes from a similar city as me, and they've made it. And to have mentors like that that are willing to guide you and are willing to, I, I. they still text me. Like, I show you every time, yeah. you know, one of my mentors texts me, and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, they remember me. Like, that means so much, right? Or just to have that constant communication. I think that's super, super important. And if, even if it's someone like me or if it's someone like Barry or if it's someone that, I don't know, you meet, like, at a networking, e- networking event, like, always just make sure, like... Just follow up. Follow up. And not even as, like, not, not everything has to be business. Like, there's all... Everybody is human, so everyone has, like, that personal aspect to mm-hmm. them that can you can relate to outside of work. Like, my mentor actually messaged me about this podcast, yeah. and she said, hey, I watched your podcast. And for me, it was like, what? Like, you'd be interested in right. watching, like, all, like, and it was episode one. Yeah. So, f- for me, it's like, that's meaningful because people are human at the end of the day, and you can relate to them on different levels besides just business, and that's just something good to have
0: fucking in spitting general. bars out here <laughs> all right well that sums up this episode but before we go you know you guys we're not gonna leave you hanging you know we gotta talk about the giveaway Woo! so episodes four's giveaway was two winners one free night each in rosarito yeah california mexico yes
1: yeah. so we're gonna post two clips two clips so there's
0: gonna be two winners and we're gonna yeah, post a video okay. right about
1: uh. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> so congratulations man we, we really appreciate you guys we hope you guys enjoy that trip because it is an amazing amazing place and we know you're gonna enjoy it yeah and make sure to shout us out make sure to shout out Las Olas grand and
1: you guys have been shouting us out <laughs> we love
0: it yeah we no the it. winner specifically oh yeah because yeah. you know we got you we're gonna work on future <laughs> future other other giveaways and stuff like that you know we don't yeah. know yet but uh, all in all man, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode we hope you know you guys take something away from this you know we know it's not the funniest episode but i think this yeah. is an important episode it's i think it's
1: a long one but it's a good
0: one it's a long one but it's a good one i think there's a lot of good points that are made and i think if we can help anybody inspire mm-hmm. anybody if you know whatever
1: yeah it's not easy it's not easy and we know that but we um, all go through our
0: bad days we have our breakdowns we all feel like it's the end of the world but you know what as long as you persevere and go through it like there's a light at the end of the tunnel yeah go be that a was badass good. that was good huh go be a badass go be the garden because by next episode we might have a kid right here
1: <laughs> Maybe so
0: so once again thank you guys for watching episode number five hustle and Soul. we'll see you guys for the next one